Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, beautiful people. Good afternoon. Uh, bonjour. Salam alaikum. Long time no see. I know. I suspended uh, for a little time uh, the live streams because I'm traveling a lot. If you follow me, if you see my content, you know that I'm traveling a lot back and forth between Africa and Canada. So uh, I'm super happy to be back live here for a new episode of Stand Out from the Crowd. And today's guest is a special guest. Uh, she is a powerhouse. I have known her for a couple of years, but honestly, I didn't know her story. And wow, I'm so glad and happy to have the opportunity to talk to her today and for you to learn about, you know, her journey and how you can leverage your social skills as an inspiring leader or as an existing leader to prosper, to better communicate, to increase your impact and to build a long lasting legacy because that's all what we are about. We are about making a long lasting impact, make a difference in people's life and ensuring that we can prosper all together. So without further ado, please help me Welcome, Naira Velumian. Hi, hi, dear Darin. Hi, Naira. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, and thank you for your kind words for everything what you said. Oh, you're well, most welcome. <laughs> and before before we get started, actually, Naira, you know we have a beautiful international community here on LinkedIn. So please let us know where you are tuning in from. Um, if you have any comment, any question, if the stories we share with you today resonate with you, let us know in the comment. Use the comment section, you know, to express yourself and to connect with one another because that's what we are here for. So let us know where you are from. So, Naira, uh, we have known uh, each other for quite some time now, a couple of years, uh, because we are both of us a founding member of a beautiful organization, Immigrant Women in Business. We're going to talk about it uh, later during this conversation. But as I was uh, reading your biography, I realized how much we have been talking like for a couple of years, but actually I didn't know your story. And um, first of all, we have something in common that I think it's important to uh, mention is that you used to be an introvert. So for you people who are going to listen uh, to Naira today, you would never guess that at some point in her life, she used to be an introvert. That was the case for myself. I was shy, like sick, shy, hiding myself so people wouldn't ask me questions and they wouldn't hear the sound of my voice. That was that bad for me. And I know it was kind of that bad for Naira too. So Naira... Tell us a little bit about your journey from being an introvert 
uh, to being a great leader? Uh, you know, Darin, maybe I, I would start from explaining what is introversion, being introvert and extrovert means. Yeah. Um, so extrovert and introverts, it's type of temperaments. We come to this world with these temperaments and they never change. So what do I mean when saying temperaments? How we perceive the world and how we self-position. So uh, introverts, they look, uh, they dig deeper. They look into details. They are very observant. They are very careful with details. And they have great analytical skills, therefore. Um, extroverts, they dig wider. So they look at the world. For example, if you look at the forest, uh, extrovert sees the forest. Introvert sees the trees one by one. Yeah. So that's why it's it's a different in our perception. And you know, so it it, it will never change. This is who we are, this is who we all, we will always be. You and me, if we consider ourselves introverts, this will never change. And this these are the skills, the qualities, the strengths that we all have. So extroverts, you know, and uh, uh, so uh, I did not finish about them, they see bigger picture. They uh, um, are more open. They don't notice details. However, you know, they see um, uh, connection, uh, not connection. They see this picture of puzzles, mm -hmm. a final picture, I would say. They can see the future while introverts are maybe uh, too attentive to the present, to, to, to what's going on now. So, and that uh, makes us, us different. And therefore, you know, the collaboration of introverts and extroverts contributes. Mm -hmm. They collaborate, you know, it creates great results. So um, now if we will look at the scale of extraversion skills, it's a bit different. Extraversion skills, it means that we develop our communication skills from low level. We, we don't know how to communicate, how to build connections with people and develop relationships. And to the point where we are networkers, we are great connectors, and we are we, we, we can find a connection with any person. That's the difference. Therefore, we have two different topics, like you know, introverts and intro extroverts in born, mm -hmm. and extraversion skills that we can develop. So I'm really proud of being introvert because I now I know all the advantages and I'm enjoying them. Yeah. However, life pushed me out of comfort zone. Uh, as introvert, you know that we prefer quietness, isolation, small groups of people where we feel more confident and safer. So my life pushed me out of this comfort zone and I had to develop these uh, communication skills, ex mainly extraversion, extraversion skills. Um, I, uh, my dream when I was, um, for sure, when I was a child, I was not confident. I was shy. I uh, was a perfect student, an excellent student, but uh, I did not have my voice or even better, I did not know how to, how to express my position. You know, I looked at my friends who were confident and I always were, was surrounded by confident friends. I looked at them and I did not understand what's wrong with me, why they came and not, as if, you know, something was missing. So then when I married, and I married young at the age of 16, oh. and, uh, you know, my dream was uh, having six kids. I was comfortable at my home. 
I was comfortable cooking, doing everything at home, raising my kids. And it, it really, you know, I, I could not dream of something more than that. Okay. Um, and for sure, we had guests at home and my husband always was open to new people. However, you know, it, it's still not so many. It's not crowds of 200, 10, 15, maximum 20. So we always had big, get, big gatherings. But for me, as, a, as an introvert, it was, it was survival. Okay. And then uh, when I was 23, and at that time we had two kids, uh, they, uh, they were three and five years old, my husband was murdered. Mm. And I, uh, therefore, you know, I had to, I had to come out of my comfort zone because I had my wife. For sure, at that time, I did not want to leave because he was my God, he was my everything. And, you know, and I did not see the meaning of why, why should I continue my life? Mm -hmm. And I was really questioning myself. And then, you know, just I realized that, no, I cannot do it. We have two kids. Yeah. And now it's my responsibility to do something for our kids that he could not. It means that now I should live for two of us and I should give, uh, ensure everything for our kids that he dreamt about. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this was my why. This was my motivation to come out of comfort zone. And I did. Uh, so I started the fastest um, thing at that time was to go into business. It was a wild 90s in Russia. And it was not Russia at that time. It was Soviet Union. Okay. And it's very interesting, even when I married my husband, he was doing business, but he was doing this, uh, he could not do it openly because business was a crime. And oh, yes, indeed, that's true. It was a communist uh, country and he was a criminal. And even that's why my family, they were all confused with my choice. So I married a criminal. But in reality, you married an entrepreneur. I did, I did. So, but after a few years, when Soviet Union changed into Russia, Soviet Union split into 15 countries, uh, Russia became, um, from communist, became to capitalist, uh, moving into capitalist society. So, and my husband, in almost in one day, became respected person. Wow, he so he went from criminal, being a criminal, to being a respected person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How crazy is that? He, he was doing business and, uh, you know, but that time when, again, this transition period, it was, uh, it was dangerous to do business. No one knew what does it mean. Uh, and it was like wild 90s. That's uh, people, people were murdered uh, almost every day because of money, because of business and especially big money. Okay. So, and uh, when my husband uh, passed away, died, I, uh, I decided to go into business. I knew that it's a dangerous territory, but was the place where I could make faster and bigger money. Okay. Because at that time, I did not have education. I married at the age of 16. I graduated school. And I'm telling you, my dream was only, you know, just my, my family and my kids. Um, so, and that's why my family was confused as well, because I did not, I did not follow their expectations. And as an excellent student, uh, they expected a lot from me. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I went into business and I opened my first hardware store. It was not a difficult thing because I lived with entrepreneur and I saw everything. I was involved in everything, what he was doing. I so you learned actually, you learned. So let's, let's, let's pause here a little bit because that's what you're seeing is very interesting. So first of all, you went against the odds, uh, you know, you follow your heart and then, um, you know, life happened and, you know, through, uh, 
life happens and usually it's when you go through life a tough time in life that you learn the most about you and you know you you take chances uh, on doing things that maybe you wouldn't have done or never done in your life and so you know every 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 time i interview leaders like yourself you know there was a a turning point in their life. There was a, a an event like life happens where they find themselves in a situation where they had no other choice but to go outside of their comfort zone. And this is for most leaders, at least for those I have interviewed on this show, that that was the turning point where they finally developed those skills. So that's one thing, you know, when things happen on a personal level, uh, it oftentimes uh, an opportunity in disguise, you know, to uh, develop uh, skills, to become a leader, to go out of your comfort zone. Now, the second thing is you being surrounded by entrepreneurs, you have learned so, so much. So which makes me say, you know, like look at who you surround yourself with. Who are the people you surround yourself with? Because either you have an interest or not, they have an impact on you. They have an influence on you, right? And you are learning from them. So you being married to an entrepreneur and being surrounded by entrepreneurs, maybe unconsciously, you know, you you saw them doing business and running successful business. So when the time came for you to think about starting a business, like, did you know already what to do? Was it clear for you? Okay, I need to do this and this and that in order to, to run a successful business. You know, it's interesting. Uh, so my husband, he was older than me and he he prepared me. I think maybe he felt something. Maybe he realized that, you know, that he's in danger. I don't know why, but he pushed me all the time when he spoke about business or had meetings to be there. Okay. I did not want, I said, look, I have things to do. I have something to cook. I have to go with my kids. And, you know, he pushed me, literally. He said, sit and just, you know, and I was sitting with my notebook and I was writing. Okay, interesting. So he was mentoring you. He was. He was. Wonderful. So now tell us a little bit about, because you have opened multiple businesses in different uh, industries and all of them were successful. So he was a good teacher. Let's say that he was a good teacher, right? So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. So the first thing that uh, I opened, the first business was hardware store. Not a difficult thing. And I opened this uh, after half a year, um, after half a year of his uh, death. So, and I think for me, it was an exit. It was a relief because I, so many thoughts, emotions, and you know, it's, it's a big challenge uh, being a widow, especially at this age when you have all your dreams and in uh, one day they, they're all broken. And uh, so it helped me to cope with my uh, grief. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I did it so fast. And I like the time I like being tired. You know, when I was tired, I I was going to bed and I did not even have a minute to think about, to feel sorry for myself and to Mm -hmm. think about what happened because I fall asleep and next day is just another another fight. Um, So uh, after after another half a year, I opened my second hardware store because first of all, it was it was much easier 
for me because I did it once. And uh, secondly, because it's, again, you know, just so much pain. And again, how we cope with pain, you know, we just, you know, we, we create challenges mm -hmm. to forget about, not to forget to shift your focus from this pain yeah. from one to, to something else. And then um, slowly I was getting more and more involved into business, people, ideas. And, uh, and I realized that, uh, so I had a chance to open her um, car repair service. Okay. It was the right time, right people around, you know, who were ready to support me. And there was a person who became top manager of my car repair service. So I, uh, first of all, I did not know anything about it. And there yeah, was a man, and uh, yes, I, I could, I, I trusted him. So I, that, that was my next decision. And again, it was not difficult because if we look at the business, so the elements that are included, they're always the same time, money, and people. Mm -hmm. And when you learn how to manage all these three resources, you know, you can open anything, I believe. For sure, you need consultants. You need those who know more than you because you cannot know everything. But this, these are people. Then your time, how you can package everything so just to be successful and effective. And money, where to find money, how to invest, expenses, income, you know, just how to manage them. That's what I'm always saying this to my, to my clients, three resources, time, money, and people. If you know how to manage this, you can do everything. And then I needed, I had a, I had a need of uh, knowing the law because I was more and more involved in business and I needed to understand how can I operate, not mm -hmm. to, um, what are my limitations, what I can do, what are my rights. So I went into law school and it took me six years wow to, to become however i became a criminal lawyer so <laughs> well which is not business law then <laughs> no you know but the more you learn the more it's like you know you you think that you'd like to learn only about this part of life but then you realize that life is much bigger than what you want you covered i feel like after what happened to you at such a young age you covered all the angles so you could be prepared no matter what. That's how I feel when I hear you sharing, sharing your story, how you were, you didn't have an education, married at 16, widow at 23, becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a lawyer. And then in the midst of all of this, you decided to leave your country to move to Canada. Uh, yes, between these, between being a lawyer and moving to Canada, I became a psychologist. So there was a shift when I decided that criminal <laughs> law is uh, is not something that I would like to get involved. It was okay. in the court when uh, they were four, uh, four youngsters who were um, at the court and they stole something and they each of them got eight years. Oh, wow. And I saw that their advocates, they did not do their work properly. And I wanted to become an advocate. And I, I was so devastated. I was crying. And I realized that, you know, and the system, I, I, could, not, I could not understand how system permitted this. Mm -hmm. Okay, if, even advocates, but there is, uh, there is a judge. There are people who were there. You know, how come that this, uh, it, it was unfair. I realized that it was a crime, but it was unfair because, you know, this, uh, eight years now changed the life of these four guys forever. Yeah. After prison, they will not be the same. Their life paths will not be the same. And many of their dreams will be broken as my dreams were. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So you saw the connection. You felt a connection. Or you could I relate. Felt. You could relate to to their story. I could, and you know, I cried, and I was surprised that it, it does not bother anyone. As if you know, just it's four lives. And then, uh, so I read. I went and I read their cases. Uh, I tried to 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 get more details. Why? Why it happened? Could something be different in their lives? And I realized, yes, they they all came from dysfunctional families. And they realized that I don't want to participate in the system of punishment. I want to participate in the system, so-called, if you can call it system, where we can prevent it and mm -hmm. help people before they get into trouble. And I went into psychology. I got my education as a, as a psychologist. Then I got my few certificates because, you know, as you say, I, I you know, I'm very open to many things. I, I want them. In, I'm curious to everything. I became family system therapist. Jungian therapist, hypnotherapist, um, psychodrama therapist, and uh, some, there was something else. So, and uh, I uh, I learned and I increased my knowledge. So I uh, then I started um, applying integrative approach to my clients, and I had clients as well. Besides, in addition to my business, and then I oh, had my. So you were running your two, three, four businesses while you were in law school, becoming a lawyer, going back to school and getting psychology degrees. Yes, I did. Yes. Wow. So here, like, how do you get organized? You know, I call it, uh, I call it fridge, the fridge effect. Okay. Do you have the and, fridge? And by the way, and by the way, you were a mom of two kids at the same time. It's important to mention it as well, right? So tell us about the fridge. What's the fridge effect? Fridge effect. Do you have the fridge? Yes. Good. It's it's easy because everyone does does have the fridge. So what is this? Look, imagine when you they open the door of your fridge and it's full, yeah. and there is no space, right? And then you go to the grocery store probably to buy something. You you like something. You want something else, and then but your fridge is there is no space what do you do you start rearranging the space you put something in containers container on container then you know so you package it like uh, like lego you package it and then everything what you bought fortunately you know just surprisingly now you have the space for everything then maybe again you cook something or you buy something else and there is no space in your fridge then you look at your fridges you, you think again how can i rearrange the space to make at least for this small pot to put it and you find the space, believe me. So True. that every time, and this is this is how you know this is how time management works. If you will do it smart, uh, then you you will always find the logistics. You will set up the logistics properly. Mm -hmm. uh, when you meet, for example, look, if you are going somewhere, you have to drive somewhere. Think what other uh, people, other people, and places you can visit because you are going in this direction, right? Mm -hmm. For example, if you manage your time and you have small things that uh, you have to do and big things, just believe me that small things, they take the same energy in your mind as big things. Mm -hmm. Therefore, get rid of this burden because you just save your energy for, for big achievements. So it's about using your brain and using your uh, and doing it uh, smartly, I would say. Yeah, and, and, and this is a perfect transition, actually, because, you know, using your brand and you were talking about, you know, being an introvert and having strong analytical skills. We can clearly see it now. Uh, so then you decided to move to Canada um, and to start from scratch again, right? Uh, 
But as you said, once you know, understand, and master the process, this is always the same. But once you came to Canada, you changed, I want to say you changed your focus somehow because I feel like you used all this experience, you know, growing your own leadership skills, you know, uh, becoming more more assertive and, you know, in, uh, increasing your impact on your clients. Uh, you decided to open the Social Competency Academy, right? Um, but before you tell us most about the Social Competency Academy and how you help individuals, you know, to better communicate, to uh, build better relationships so they can uh, have a better impact and prosper as leader, um, what made you uh, want to move to Canada? You know, my son, my son was graduating school. My daughter graduated school and she married. So my son was graduating school and I wanted him to study in Canada and as an international student. So he applied and he was admitted to University of Western Ontario. And at that time, at the same time, I applied for immigration for my son. So my plan was he graduates and then he becomes uh, with this status, PR status, he stays in this country and just he, he leaves. So I'm doing this for him because he's part of my family. He's still dependent. Uh, after half a year of studying, my son said, no, I will not live in Canada. I cannot because look, he came from big city. He came from Moscow at the age of 16 because we graduate school there at the age of 16. He came to London, small, small yeah. town, and you know kids are 18 plus because here we graduate school uh, later and you know he was raised by you know he was surrounded by women he went to private school so everything was you know just he was very protected there so for him it was challenging so he said i won't i won't stay i won't live in this country i asked him okay can you finish at least can you at least graduate finish one year and then transfer so he did he transferred to moscow my papers were in the immigrant office and um, by the way, you know what my son said? I said, what's the main reason why you couldn't stay there? Because I was disappointed. And he said, you know, sense of humor. He said, I did not understand theirs. They did not understand mine. True. Oh, I had the same experience coming here as a student. I couldn't, and I was in Quebec, so French Canada. And we didn't have the same sense of humor. And people would, and it's hard because when people laugh, when they tell joke and they laugh, you hear and you don't understand what they love. <laughs> and when you do your own jokes, people look at you like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> so I, I, I can relate to that. So, uh, and uh, yes, it was, it was a revelation for me. So my son came back and after three years, he already was graduating Russian university. I received uh, invitation by email, welcome to Canada. Uh, so I applied and I received, you know, invitation. I, I applied as a skilled worker. And at that point, my daughter is married. She's not part of my family. My son said, mom, I, I, I don't have plans to live in Canada. I said, you know what? Then I will go. Because I said the whole world is knocking Canadian doors, trying to get into the country. And mm -hmm. I received this email. I said, I'm leaving. Therefore, my kids were adults. I could afford doing this. And at that time, they didn't need, need me as much as when they were babies. So I, I could do it. Wow. That, that's so, so interesting. Now let's, let's, let's take a look at the few comments that we have here. Uh, this is insightful. Keep up the good work. Uh, great, 
great topic. So from Michael, a great topic. Leadership is everything. And through your story, I love it because we can see how leadership applies not only at work or in a professional setup, but how leadership applies in your personal life first, right? I strongly believe it. We have Bridget here who says this is great and Hester who says, uh, our dear Hester who says, truly inspiring story, Naira. Thank you for sharing. So thank you all thank of you, you for, for, for watching us. I think that there are a couple of you actually live. So if you have any questions, any comments, if you are inspired, which I'm totally inspired by Naira's stories as well, uh, let us know in, in, in the comment section. So now you're in Canada and you decided to focus on, on, on helping people develop their social skills. And I think it's very smart because I'm coming from Western Europe, which is different than Eastern Europe. But something that, that caught my attention when I moved to Canada is how central and how important in the business culture, in the social culture, in every aspect of life here, social skills are important. They are everything. They are at the heart of everything. And they, they, out, they are more important than the hard skills. So the degrees, the experience that you get, like are not that much important. So I guess maybe you had the same observation and that's why you decided to open the, the, your, your academy. Uh, that's correct. So when I came, I uh, came with the, when I came, I did not know what, I was not prepared because I, I did not do it for myself. So I came and I realized I came with art and my initial goal was to, to promote the art because I was the director of famous Russian artists and I had his, I have passion for art and I did, I did not speak English at that time. It was five years ago. Wow. So, and I, uh, however, I was able to build relationships with people, to connect, to, I did events in Los Angeles, New York, Hamptons, uh, and in Canada as well, and then Miami. And, uh, you know, and I was, so my initial point was, was not psychology at all. I did not even plan this here. So, however, you know what I noticed that without understanding and speaking English, people could hardly understand me. I was able to, to connect and I asked myself, why, what did I do? And, you know, and then I realized that as psychologists, I know so many things that can be applied by others that I applied and different people can do as well. So body language, mm -hmm. effective listening, mm -hmm. personal image, manners, uh, and building relationships. I mean, finding something in common. So I realized that, and conflict resolution as well, you know, because how, how you manage, how you deal with conflicts and conflicting people as well. So, and, you know, it helped me a lot. And I realized, and I looked around and I saw that there are many Nairas everywhere. And by the way, you know, it's interesting what I observe, there are much more introverted people than extroverts. Mm -hmm. And we don't speak about this, you know, because the world is extroverted, you know, as introvert, you can do nothing. You should be allowed to, to be, you know, to find your place in this society. That's why we don't speak a lot about this, but there are many Nairas and there are many Darins around. And I realized that now what I was able to do, I'm not teaching English, I'm teaching communication. And that, uh, that pushed me to open Academy now to share everything what I struggled with, starting from my business journey, because, you know, as introvert, you can do nothing if you yeah. will not be open to collaborations and partnerships 
and just people. And then especially Canadian, it was like quintessence knowledge of of what I knew. And uh, I realized that now I, I, I'm ready to I'm ready to share and to give. I I, I get I got enough just now to give. Yeah, you feel at a place where, yes, you get enough for now to share and give back. And so, you know, we we are going through interesting times, I want to say. <laughs> uh, we got the pandemic, then we are talking about a recession, and in the same times, we might be back to square one with the pandemic. So we are going through a, a challenging time, I want to say. And and through during that time... I don't know if that happened in the past because as a millennial, this is the first um, crisis. I was too young for the um, 28 crisis to remember anything or to be able to observe or to understand things. But now, like, this is my first real experience of going through uh, an economic uh, uh, crisis and, and the pandemic as well. And I realized that... W- like the notion of leadership, the vision of leadership and what is expected from a leader is completely turned ups and downs. So now we talk a lot about being vulnerable, about kindness, about empathy, that the leaders like uh, with those uh, uh, quality or social skills actually will be the ones who stand out from the crowd, will be the one who will keep their team together, who will have an impact and so on and so on. So this is really an interesting time. And you as an observer, I'm sure you must see a lot of things. So how how why social skills now is becoming more important than ever, especially for leaders? Uh, it's interesting, you know, you speak about hard times, right? And for me, it's not the first crisis. For me, it's the third yeah. and uh, economical crisis. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, that's why I call social skills survival skills. Hmm. To survive, we need to be able to speak, to share, to connect. It's, you know, just if you will go back centuries, thousands of years ago, how did people survive? They, they, they were united in families, in teams, in communities, right? So that's the same. If you want to survive, you know, you should develop your social skills because now it's really, it's hard time. And, uh, you know, when I, when I always say uh, social skills, it's not about, uh, many people say, look, I know how to talk, you know, just so, but, uh, I, I'm ex- especially extroverts. They say, okay, introverts, you know, they have their problems. I don't. I, don't, I can connect with anyone. Yes, but it's about, you know, so... It's about managing this properly, uh, uh, you know, being appropriate and being in time. Saying thank you in time, say, saying so- sorry in time, requesting something. It all, you know, just and understanding what what other person is going through to be connected with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And so that's what social skills. It's not just be socializing. It's just doing it with maximum outcome. Yeah, and I clearly see the difference for me, at least, between socializing and like having social skills. Like, you need social skills to socialize, of course, but I really see it as two distinct things. So now, how do you help, or how can leaders, aspiring and 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 existing leaders, 
develop and leverage those social skills. Because even for extroverts, though, this is particularly important for introverts, but even for extroverts, you know, there is always room for improvement. There is always room to better yourself. So how can we develop and leverage those social skills? It's interesting. Usually in communication, our focus, especially for introverts, on ourselves. I feel uncomfortable. Did I say something right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, just uh, probably you know, just oh no, no, I cannot talk. I should hide. You know, we we usually it's kind of you know that's why introverted. You know, we look inside. Mm-hmm. However, you know, for introverts, it's it's a challenge as well because they look too wide. But what's what's important, you know, to see the other person, to shift your focus to another person, and they will tell you everything when it's time. Just you see, you are nodding. I can nod because I can connect with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can attach with mimics, I can attach with emotion. Now you smile, for sure you experience something just positive, right? Positive. So mm-hmm. this is just connection, but it's, there is no me. All my, my focus is on you. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing all, um, about communication. And another thing that you know that it's important for leaders and, um, and managers as well, because, you know, for those who lead people, because there are two types of leadership, management and leadership. You know mm-hmm. what's important? We usually say that communication is, okay, I said something. I told them. I wrote them. I emailed them. But, you know, it's not about this. Communication is always, you know, you send the message. And you should be... Uh, you should know for sure that the other person received the exact message that you sent. It means that communication happened. Sometimes, you know, and I work with managers and leaders and they always say, you know, I told my staff this. And then when I speak with their staff, I realize that their staff did not get this message. They see mm. different picture. What happened? Miscommunication. Message was sent. They said, check. Message was de- was delivered. No. Mm-hmm. Two different things, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's, that's what I. That's what I. I think we should develop. And you know, speaking about leadership, you know how I look at it. And even my story, I think, shows this. You know, it's like introversion skills. We have a scale. We go. You know, we develop and we move higher and higher. Leadership is the same. You start with you know with your family, with your mm-hmm. life, as you said. Start with your life, and then you move on the scale. Then your family, then small group. Then maybe your business bigger group, then community, and this is how you move. Developing your leadership skills because they have to be developed as well. You can never say, okay, now I'm the leader, you know, I have nothing to learn. That That's very true. And talking about bigger group, uh, 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 the, 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 the next step maybe that, that in your journey was uh, becoming a founding members, one of the founding members of IWB, which is Immigrant Women in Business which uh, as of today has hundreds and hundreds uh, of uh, members across Canada. Uh, it's important to, um, to, to, to mention it. So this organization was founded by Zletana, who is also a powerhouse. And uh, for you watching uh, the live, uh, you will probably have the opportunity also to uh, learn from her. She's another powerhouse. And uh, so... But here, your role is a little bit different, right? Because you, you, you give back, you mentor immigrant women, uh, you show them the way. And, and again, you put them at the center of your attention, uh, of your attention, so you can provide them what they are looking for to succeed. So tell us a little bit about your, your role uh, within uh, Immigrant Women in Business. 
for sure my my role I, this is how i understand my role my role is to serve to to serve those and uh, who who struggle who don't know answers while i do have i don't have all the answers but at least in my area and uh, these are always uh, the questions that people come to me so my goal is always not to serve only people but to serve the organization itself so it will grow and develop and uh, you mentioned Svetlana, so absolutely, you know, I learned Svetlana is an extrovert. Oh, and for me, <laughs> and I told you, I was always, yes, I was always try, I, I surrounded, you know, my friends, they were, because Svetlana is my friend. She's not only, you know, part of IWB, she's more than that for me. And that's why, you know, for me, uh, she's an inspiration and she she's an example. And I learned a lot from her because, you know, she's from the other planet. And that's why, you know, I, I, I every, every day, day, every time, and you know, Svetlana's communication skills, they're not only extroverted, but they're properly managed. So she's the person who can manage them. And yeah. um, she, yeah. she's the role model for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's my mentor. Every time I, I, I have doubt, every time I don't know what to do, at any time I'm, I call her, she's like, listen, let me, I want to figure this out, focus on that, you should do that. And go for it. She's a doer. And so actually, I strongly encourage you to look at the LinkedIn page, uh, Immigrant Women in Business. I will put the link in the comments. So if you want uh, further information, uh, you can learn from it. I will also put the link to uh, Naira's profile so you can connect with her and work with her if you feel that you need to. And something that uh, we would like also to share is on July 15, uh, there we are hosting through IWB Immigrant Women in Business this massive, uh, impactful uh, women's leadership event here in Toronto, Canada. So if you are, I know we have an international community here, but if you are in Toronto or somewhere around, Around, please feel free to join us because you're gonna have this unique opportunity it takes place only once a year to learn from women leaders immigrant women in, le in leadership immigrant women who started a business uh, who didn't speak english who speak english with a broken accent sometimes but it doesn't stop us from making an impact and that's the message that we want to share you want to surround with yourself with people who make you feel in the first place that it is possible for yourself if naira did it if i did it trust me <laughs> you can do it too but you want to also surround yourself with people who you can learn from so you turn your dream into reality so this is really an, a unique opportunity for you this is the only event uh, actually i attend every year uh uh uh, you know, because this is really uh, a beautiful place to say. Is there anything you would like to add about this uh, Ju Ju July 15 event? You know, I would say it's a great possibility for introverts to come. Uh, you know, our events, they're always smooth and positive. Therefore, you know, for, to, for introverts to go into big crowds, it's challenging. However, yeah. our crowd is very safe. We hug, we smile, we encourage. Therefore, for introverts who even want to practice and maybe to develop their extroversion skills, it's a great possibility to join. Yeah, you will always find someone to someone to welcome you. And let me you let me tell you something. If you stay in your corner, that's that's what I used to do when going. I would go to events, but I would stay in my corner. 
You, usually I would stay by the food, next to the food, right? So you eat, so because you eat, you don't have to... You, pr you protect body. yourself, kind of. I'm busy, yes. <laughs> and you don't have to speak. So that's what I used to do. But listen, even if you come, so that's the first step, congratulations. But if you stay in your corner, you will find someone, I can guarantee you 100%, no doubt, that will come to you and, you know, make the first step and then introduce you to other people. So when you talk about, you know, we, we are a safe space, this is also true. You know, we create a space where even if you don't feel comfortable, you know, opening up a conversation with people that you don't know, someone will come to you. So there is no way that you spend uh, uh, an hour or two hours in your corner without interacting with people because people will come to you no matter what. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. If you are coming to the event, please let us know. Send me a, a DM. I would be super happy to get the opportunity to meet you and to hug you in person. Finally, now that we can do it. For how long? We don't know yet. But listen, we're going to enjoy the present. And uh, that's all. So Naira, I would like to thank you for your time for your generosity sharing so much about your own story you know and and you know so much about how we can leverage our own um you know skills and experience and what we can perceive sometimes as a barrier actually once we understand what it really is and what it means how we can use it you know to uh, build up our skills and become better and greater leaders. Thank you very much, Naira. You take care. You stay safe. I wish you a wonderful day. And for those of you watching the live or the replay, thank you so much. And I will see you next week for another live episode of Stand Out from the Crowd. Thank you, Naira. Thank you, dear, to you and your guests. Thank you very much. <laughs>